this is Anita and this is Building Solid Foundations. Within this podcast today, I'll talk about what happened last week when we did the UK Unsigned first um, event in Bedford. And it was the launch in Bedford. So that's what I'll be talking about today. But I'm also going to be playing an interview by Greenlight Community Food Workshop. The interview was actually done some time ago, but it, it's the organisation is still running, it's still active, and all the information within the interview still applies. Now, the organisation is run by someone called Randall Fordustin. He um, is, I think he works in health, health and safety, and within his health and safety role, he goes to certain types of properties where he sees young people um, and how they live in hostels, etc. And this inspired him to start Greenlight Community Food Workshop, a place where, sorry, an organisation where they help people kind of develop, a, I suppose, a better relationship with their food on a really basic level. And um, yeah, so what I'll do is I'll play the interview first, and, I'll, and then I'll come back and I'll talk about the event that happened last weekend. I have Randolph in the studio from Greenlight Community Food Workshops, and he's going to introduce himself and talk a bit about his organisation. Um, so, Randolph, tell us a bit about you and what you do. Right, um, my name's uh, Randolph Augustine. Um, I live in Bedford, work in Bedford and the surrounding areas. And uh, my company is called, as Anita said, Greenlight Community Food Workshops. What we do, we look at um, vulnerable people, for instance, the the elderly, young mums, um, people in isolation. And then what we try and do, we put together workshops for those groups. So we look at sort of like food wastes. We look at, um, you know, making sauces by scratch. We also do something like a, you know, a ready, steady cook session where, you know, there's four pounds worth of ingredients and the group has to take those ingredients and make a meal out of it. I've been doing this since, um, I would say, I've started off in 2013 and I started off um, from funding from a couple of um, um, charities, which is Amicus Trust, which is based in Bedford, and uh, Aisha Academy. And that was for 16 to 25-year-olds. And I also worked for Amicus Trust as a health and safety consultant. And that's what inspired me to do this, because I saw what some of the service users et didn't eat. And for instance, you know, they live in an area which is not so good when it comes to drug and alcohol addiction. So, you know, that inspired me to, um, to do this. And it's been in my head for a long time. Time and it's now come to fruition. Um, and we've just finished um, a group that's um, linked from Project 229 in Kempston. And we were given money by Kempston East Methodist Church, which is um, obviously based in Kempston to do this. Great reaction. Um, great work for my team. Uh, as I said, I'm Greenlight Community Food Workshops. Um, we teach people how to cook on a budget. We teach people how to cook nutritional meals. And uh, we deal with people in isolation, the elderly, Young mums, mums to be. I mean, I went to your last workshop, didn't I? Yes, the two two nine. Sorry, at the Methodist yeah, Church. Yeah, Methodist yeah. Church. Yes, I went there. It was really good. What I also enjoyed was the community kind of getting together, the teamwork. Yes, that, yeah. that's something that I. Um, you know, enjoyed watching mm. um, the particular women were working together as a team. They had to think as a team. They were, you know, they they had to be resourceful 
Um, they're a bit competitive. Yes, yeah. And they all had smiles on their faces, which well, I thought yeah. was really nice. Well, yeah, that, that, that's what, you know, brings a joy when we see that. You know, you could talk about evaluation and writing down all sorts of, um, you know, tick sheets and so forth. But but to us, it's, it's about sort of like seeing the people grow um, through the workshops. You know, we had people come in there like mice and they left as lions, you know, because, you know, the actual confidence and the, um, the social aspects of, um, you know, some people um, meet in a group, but the, some groups have clicks. But with this group, you know, everything came out. You know, everybody was, as you say, competitive. There was jokes going on. People were sitting down. They were talking together. Some people said they found out about other people in those few sessions and they knew about that person in six months. So it shows how much people open up. You know, food is a leveler at the end of the day, I think. I mean, food, not only does it bring people together, it also bonds people, doesn't it? And that's, yes, what, that's yeah. what I really noticed when I was um, watching your mm. workshops that... They start off, as you say, quite quiet, yes. keeping to themselves. Even though the group were established That's before right. you started the yes, workshop, yeah. so they knew each other. Yeah. But by the end, because they had to work as a team, they had to talk, they yes. had to kind of um, discuss things, mm. communicate. But by the end of the, the day, they were laughing, joking, and yeah. you could clearly see a, a level of bond, yes, which yeah. wasn't there at the beginning of the day, which I thought was quite good. Well, yeah, um, that's one of the things that, um, I'll tell you, it surprised us, because that's one of the things we didn't factor in when it comes to these workshops. We didn't know how much of a social bringing together this was going to be. We speak about community, we talk about people coming together, but we didn't realise how much is, it was going to open up people to each other. And, you know, what we do after we cook, we sit down, and then we talk. So, so it's like a family environment. So, you know, and then some of the women have kids. So they're in Project 229 and the, um, the work, the um, group meets from 10 to 12. So sometimes we run over. So some of the kids come over, you know, they eat, they sit down, you know, and then the other mums are looking after the other kids as well. So it's a social thing. And that's one of the biggest things we found out this come from that. It's a social aspect. Sounds really good. Love it. I know you have um, briefly mentioned what inspired you to start um, your organisation, mm -hmm. but, but why did you start? I mean, if you can go into a bit more detail, um, what what inspired you? You know, seeing these particular individuals, did you feel that they were missing something, or do you think possibly a key core element of their life wasn't there or in place? Well, yeah, it, I would say is that key core element of sort of like you know. Um, learning skills you know um, we're not all taught as we grow up certain things and you know that goes on in our life um, so you know um, some of these guys were in, a, were in a position where you know they were homeless they couldn't fend for themselves there were certain addictions but um, with that they were you know um, perpetuating certain things by not eating properly by not eating the right foods by not um, you know buying the right foods by not budgeting you know so they're always going to be in a certain certain situation so I've, I saw that not just in, in the service users, in the hostels and so forth. Over the years, I've seen that. I've seen babies pushing babies. I've, you know, I've seen, you know, young mums pushing on the phone. The kid's got crisp in his hand. There's no interaction between, the, you know, the child and the mother. You know, I've visited um, service users in different hostels. And, you know, so I've done my homework. I've seen, not just seen it by doing my homework, see it in everyday life. So this has inspired me. And this Bedford is, I love Bedford. 
So I want to put something back into into Bedford. So, you know, when I first did this, I started putting my own money into this. Um, started putting my own money into investigating. Started putting my own money into sort of like, you know, um, you know trying to set up a workshop. You know, my time is, is, is valuable because I have another business, um, which is a health and safety business. But my time was taken out of that in order to try and do this. And that's how much of a passion it is for me, you know, in order to put things in place. There's a lot of places that point people to websites, point, give people leaflets and so forth. We are actually doing it. So people are tasting, they're smelling, they're tasting. Sorry, again, they're tasting, they're talking. So people are, I would say people are using all their senses when they come to our workshop. Yeah, it's not just about going on the internet and typing www. It's about sort of like going in there and joining in and getting involved. I mean, one thing I did notice, and I think I've mentioned, um, was the, the social aspect. I, I thought it was kind of key mm. noticing that because... The particular group I went to were, were mums. Yes, that's right. Um, and even though food is relevant for everyone, mm. uh, because women generally are the main area when it comes to cooking. That's right. And the kitchen and mm. things like that. I thought it was kind of, yeah, it's kind of the centre of the family yes. really, isn't it? Well, yeah. A meal, you know... A, well, it should be, I think, um, to, to be honest with you, you know, because it used to have them old values where you sit down and you talk about your day, wouldn't you? Yes, because yeah. that might be the only time you yeah. actually talk with your families around food. Yeah, exactly. Because don't forget, you know, you've got 15 tellies in your house and everybody's got, you know, a tablet, oh, a tablet. Or, or, or whatever. Your phone. Yeah, you know, and then while people are on their phone, they're eating as well. So, mm. you know, there, there's a juggling act that we've learned to do now. Um, but the, the juggling act we forgot is about talking to each person and finding out what's, finding out what's happening. Some people don't even know their kids or their parents or what they're about because, you know, you don't have that opportunity to talk. But if you can get your child, um, I, I did a session at Project 229. My, my sister was a chef and it was sort of like um, in Kempston about, you know, Caribbean foods, ethnic foods, that sort of thing. And we had a little boy, you know, and he was there with his mum and he made some saltfish fritters. Yeah. And, and he was he was so pleased with his saltfish fritters. It, it was it was unbelievable. Um, you know, he he, he, kind of, he made this sort of like, you know, the, 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 um, the ingredients to get it all together. You could see his development through those two hours. He loved it. And at the end, he stood there with his saltfish fritters and it was like he invented, I don't know, something new. Um, so, so it was absolutely fantastic. The social aspect of that is, is I can't, I can say you can't measure it. You've got to see it. You've got to see it for yourself in order to measure it, um, to be honest with you. So the social aspect for me, as I said, was a surprise how big it came out of the actual workshops itself. I mean, can you go into a bit more detail about some of the, I mean, you've just mentioned uh, Caribbean cooking. Mm. Can you go into a bit more detail about the different projects you've done? I did 16 to 25 year olds. And um, this is us, me formulating it with my chef, Ian, and um, Anna Pugh at the time, who was my um, my colleague working, and she's a nutritionist. Um, so we did 16 to 25 year olds, hard group. These were service users in hostels, very, very hard group. If you're over 30, you don't know nothing as far as these people are concerned. So it's very hard to get, to get through to this group. And one of the things we found out that, that they don't need, they don't need paperwork. They need demonstrating. These are people that are seers and doers. Um, so we decided after the first workshop, we're not going to give them a bunch of paperwork. We're going to get straight, get straight stuck in. And the way these kids listened is by doing. So as we were talking, they were listening as well. Yeah. If we sat down and them down in front of a projectile on a laptop, we'd lose them after about 10 minutes. So we developed it and found out how these kids learn because everybody has different learning, as you, as you know. So we decided to, you know, do by, do by learning. So we, so we did that. Two 16 to 25 year olds. Uh, that worked out well. Um, you know, some of them, you know, took it on board. Um, you know, some of, some of them didn't, but a lot of these kids were going out. There's Tesco's Express around the corner. Um, you know, and some of them live down Tavistock Street. Um, that is sort of like there's a lot of takeaways around there. One thing I would like to say we do not do, we do not preach to you. 
we we give you options. We tell you, you, you know, you could have your kebab, you could have your period, period, you could have that, but this is what you could have as well. You know, you could have your, you know, Caesar salad, you could have your pita bread pizza, you can make your lentil um, bean soup, you know, just by simple ingredients, um, really. So we're not saying, because, you know, every so often I love fish and chips. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to keep myself healthy, but every so often, you know, I'm down a chippy, I'm having fish and chips. Um, but it's all about moderation, um, to be honest with you. So as part of the um, what you do the workshops, you do incorporate a lot of nutritional aspects and yes. education and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, you mentioned earlier that you were quite surprised and shocked by mm. what people are. It, it, does it really, really shock you? Yeah. How shocking are some people? How fast um, you can go around the corner and get... Because you know why? Because there's a chick, place around the corner is a pound for chicken and chips. Yeah, all right. So if you don't want to cook then a pound for chicken and chips is, is easy. You know, you've got drinks for 45p cans and all that, you know, so you've got a lot, a lot of these energy drinks, you know, because we, we try and do things like, you know, how much sugar is in sort of like, like Red Bull or, um, you know, in cereal. That is, you know, they, they were they were amazed by how much sugar is in a cereal. And this is meant to be a bran flake um, kind of cereal. You've got flavoured water. That Some of it had more sugar than Coke. You know, so those are the sort of things. And these women, and I was shocked, you know, because what we tend to look at is fat, don't we? We tend to look at the fat content in things. Yeah. So we, we decided to get these things and we just demonstrate how much sugar in containers um, that are in that. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Some of the things I was shocked. I mean, you've mentioned the, the different group areas that um, you cover. I mean, why are you targeting your workshops at these particular groups? Well, the, um, for one, the elderly, I would say, um, you know, there is a lot of elderly men who are out there and they cannot cook. Their wives done all the cooking for a lot of years. They cannot shop. So, you know, it's about, and men are more likely to go inward on themselves because they're too proud to say that they can't cope. Yeah. Women, they've been doing it for years. They always have a social group. They always have friends around. Men probably have friends that go, go to the pub and all that sort of stuff. As you get older, that's not happening so much. So men seem to go introverted. Um, and then, so that's why I'm looking at the, the elderly. So, you know, about people who want to cook, who want to learn to fend for themselves because they're by themselves now, you know, their family lives far away. Um, and, and there's, there's people that are proud that don't want to talk to people to say that they're struggling. So even go to Meals and Wheels. So, you know, you'll find that these people are getting thinner and thinner, you know, they're getting more isolated, they're losing their friends. So it's about bringing people out, you know, into a social environment like you saw with the ladies and make them meet new people. You can meet new people, new networks and so forth. You know, um, young mums, you know, they're, they're young. They don't even know how to look after themselves. Uh, more or less another baby that's coming along or a baby that's yeah, that's there. And as I said, you know, I've seen aspects of that. Um, people in isolation, you talk about the social thing. We deal with people that's new to the area. English is a second language. Food, food is food when it comes to sort of like, um, you know, languages. Like football, no matter what language you speak, if you can kick a ball, yeah, and the ball is round, then you're cool, um, really. So food is food and it's about sharing yeah, about, you know, I, in my country, I cook this, I cook that and so forth. And you could do a fusion of flavours, fusion of colours. That sounds good. So, Randolph, what does the workshop entail? A, work, a typical workshop we found, we've got formula um, that works, but um, our workshops are adaptable. But a typical workshop is, first one is like sources from scratch. Um, so we look at, you know, instead of going and buy, you know, your sauce in a, in a bottle from a shop, sauce I won't name, um, 
you can make it yourself. And that was one of our biggest surprises for the ladies about how quickly they can take ingredients and just put it all together. And they've got sort of like a white sauce that can go with fish, that can go with chicken, turkey, you know, a curry sauce, um, you know, that can, you know, be made quite so easily in about 10, 15 minutes. And um, by chopping up the ingredients, putting some fluid, some stock in there and, and away you go. Um, all of our ingredients has been looked at by sort of like um, a consultant we use, which is Anna Pugh. So she's been sort of like 20 odd years in, in, in the field. So she looked at all our recipes to look at the sugar content, the salt content, the fat content and slimmed it down. So, you know, what we don't want anybody to do is come back and say, you know, what are you selling here? You know, you, you preach this, but you're selling something different. So we've had all our recipes looked at. So the second one we do, we do sort of like lunches and snacks. So, you know, quick, easy things, um, you know, that's nutritional as well. You know, we do things like power balls, you know, with nuts and sort of like sultanas and, you know, things that would give you energy. Instead of buying a Red Bull, this gives you slow release least energy. The third session is all about um, love, food, hate, waste. So it's all about sort of like, you know, taking your leftovers and then using that. And it's all about looking in your fridge, looking in your freezer, what have you got left over and then working your magic um, on that. And all the time we have a chef there and we have lifestyle coach and, you know, um, nutritionist as well. And she just talks to the ladies Ian, our chef then walks around and says, yeah, if you do this, they're asking questions about hints and tips. He, you know, he's even showing people how to cut onions. People don't know how to cut an onion properly. Um, so really? Really. Really? That is true. So really, if they can't cut an onion, then you really sometimes have to go really back to basics. You do. I mean, I mean I'm talking about boiled egg and a bit of toast. Yeah, back to basics. yeah definitely. Um, and some of these people have families. And yeah, uh, and, and but some of them live on their own as well. So, you know, if you haven't got a family, sometimes you ain't got somebody to do for you, have you? Yeah. yeah if you've got family, sometimes it's better to have someone there, you know, because you've got another side of that. But if you're on your own, then you've got nobody to do that. So basically, you're just going to get packaged stuff or you're going to go to the takeaways and get something to eat. Wow. You know, wow. so, yeah, so. I mean, that know, is quite shocking, though. Well, it is. Because now you've said the onion, mm. I understand now how basic sometimes yes. you have to be. Well, yeah, it's, you it's, it's not, I'm just kind of presuming that they could boil an egg, mm. and, but some people, you're, 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 str you're going way back yeah, to yeah, basics. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, it's, it's only a few people, and then, you know, it comes out, you know, because, like, don't forget, everybody's working together, so somebody's chopping that. So you say to that person, can you chop that? And they say, I don't know how to chop an onion. So Ian comes in and he tells them how to chop an onion. He shows them how to chop leeks and that appeal um, things, you know, to make it more effective that you get more of the leek or you get more of the cabbage and so forth. Um, and then the last session we do is a ready, steady cook session. So that is three trays with four pounds worth of ingredients on there. So Ian and Larissa set that up. They put it together. So it's nutritional. There's color there. There's, you know, there's actually, you know, things you can see there that help you along. And then it goes to the ladies, pick a number. So each tray has a number. So they go into the pot, pick a number, and then each group has to then make an ingredient after that. And that's when you saw them bartering about who could, who's going to have the onion, who's going to have the garlic, who's going to have the tomato. And then they come up with ingredients. And what they do, they have a sheet and they write down what the ingredients are and they make their own um, 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 recipe up. I must admit, it was very nice. I mean, I mean you fed about 20 people with how, how much money was spent? 12 pounds. That's good, yes, isn't it? Yes, really, really and the, and the things I had three meals. Yes, so I had, yeah. um, I think it was curry, curry, pasta and tuna. Pasta and tuna, that one. Because um, um, we had a competition about which three, and that one by just a slight amount. I can't remember the other meals. There was the the curry, 
and the beans. I think there was a bean soup yeah. um, to go with that. Curry, yeah. bean soup, and the um, pasta and tuna. Yeah, about, about for 20 people. Yeah. Um, and, and they had leftovers. And leftovers, yeah. And mm. that's also, so I suppose that's also quite a shock for some people as well. Because I, I do know somebody once told me that going to takeaway was cheaper than cooking for right. a family. Right. And I thought, even though you can occasionally find a meal which is cheaper than than say uh, you know as you mentioned mm. one pound chicken and chips yeah. that's not sustainable seven days a week no it isn't you know so actually overall if you got a bit pasta uh, you know a bit of pasta a bit of meat you could do you could feed way more people. You can people. cook up a batch. Yeah, you could yeah. cook way more people yeah. with that than um, keep going buying pizzas and yeah. things like that. You know, it's a, it's a false economy, um, you know, doing that all the time. You know, it's about sort of like having that awareness. And, and that's what people are scared of. Though. That's what I found. You know, they're, they're, they're scared of um, trying and failing. And then it's only until you get into a group scenario and then you, you talk to people and you say, you know, there's no such thing as failing. Um, the only time you're going to fail is when you give people food poisoning. That's the only time you're Don't really talk about fail. that. <laughs> but other than that. That's yeah. never happened to you. No, not at all. Yeah. And it'll never will. Um, but yeah, that's it. You know, people put stuff together. They're not realize. Um, I, t- I mean, you, um, you talk about the organization, mm. um, Greenlight Community. Food workshops. Food workshops. <laughs> a lot of passion. So I can tell you, you're definitely committed. And this is not just a business for you. It's um, a definitely a passion driven. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. <laughs> um, but the, the different people involved, if you can. My chef, um, you know, he's a magician in the kitchen. Um, you know, he's so sort of like um, modest. It's unbelievable. But that man is an absolute genius in the kitchen. He, as I said, he works in a private men's club in, in, in Soho in London. Um, he's, meet, he's met people like Kiefer Sutherland, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran had his after, you know, um, premier party there. So, you know, he loves, he doesn't love talking about it. He talks about it. And then the women love it when, when he talks about, it. oh, you met Ed Sheeran, you met that, blah, blah, blah. You know, so they absolutely love it. So he, he brings him in and when he's in the kitchen yeah it's like you know i don't know he's got wings he, you know he flies so this man is an absolute genius he lives in stevenage works in london he comes here does the food workshop goes back to stevenage and then he goes to work it goes to work in london and he doesn't get home more often than not about 12 o'clock at night but he's willing to give his time for a pittance that does sound really good because it sounds like every single person involved in your organization has um a lot of um experience poor experience yes that that they can bring to the table with regards to the organisation, which sounds, you know, really good. It's not just experience, it's a passion. I, I, def- I can definitely tell there's a passion, but also the fact that there were people, you know, the, the individuals have ex- physical experience yes. with regards to the, the bit that they deal with, yeah. which actually helps strengthen it does, the concept. Because yeah. it's not just, you can have a passion, mm. but not actually have the experience That's and knowledge exactly that. to push the passion that's right. um, from the drawing board paper mm. yeah, to reality. That, that's and that's that. a, it sounds to me as not, as a set of people, you have the knowledge, the you know, and the passion yeah. and the drive. Yeah, the get up and go because people have said, you know, we all got our own businesses. We're all, you know, Ian, you know, comes from, you know, London and, you know, lives in Stevenage. So we're all giving our time um, really, fr- you know, not freely, you know, because something has to, you know, pay for something, but we're giving it a pittance, um, I would say, because this is our passion and we love it. Sounds good. So Randolph, what money do you need and who do you need it from now? Well, um, we've done a few of these workshops and, um, you know, we've... 
looked at how much we spend because it's all about being frugal as well. Cause that's what, uh, that's what we deliver the message about delivering. So, you know, um, our ingredients are, you know, sometimes very, very low because we try and shop or we try and show the people, you know, um, what we try and do. So, but again, as I said, time is given by other people taken out of their businesses and so forth. And then there's things like hiring a premises, you know, um, buying photocopying. So, you know, there's, there, there is money needed in whatever we do. We'd love to do this free. Yeah. We'd love to go to a tree and pick money off, but you know, that's in fairy tale land. The sort of place, you know, we're looking for is sort of like private funding, corporate funding. Um, we are, we are now approaching, going to start approaching, you know, um, counselors for ward funding. If some local Bedford businesses, yeah. Okay. Could see it in their heart. Yeah. Okay. To give a little bit of money. Okay. We're not asking for a lot, you know, but your, what you'll get out of this, yeah, your name we put on which, whatever workshop we're going to use the money for. What I'm saying is, is that it's a local Bedford thing. Um, so we are going to be looking more for local Bedford people to, you know, dip their hands in their pocket. A tenner, yeah, will get us some photocopying done. You know, 20 quid will get us ingredients, uh, you know. Some of the food, some of the, um, the actual supermarkets as well, um, you know, they can help us out as well by, um, you know, giving us some ingredients, giving us some tin food that's going to last so we can use in future workshops. Um, you know, some of the farming uh, markets as well. You know, there's a number of bodies that can help us out. We deal in food. We deal in sort of paperwork because we've got to, you know, give people, um, you know, um, handouts as well. So photocopying needs to get done as well. So, you know, those are the things we're asking for. We're looking at counsellors to help, out, help us out. We're looking at private, um, you know, um, companies. You know, we've been looking at the big corporate companies based around the Bedford who should have a big heart. You should have a big community heart. And that's what we're looking for. So, Randolph, at this moment in time, what does your organisation need to grow? Um, to, to be honest, our organisation needs other organisations to work with us um, in order to sort of like deliver these workshops. So um, if there's any way that you can help us deliver these workshops and give back um, to the community, um, they'd be grateful. So is there any way that we can work together um, with any company to deliver these workshops? Um, it would be grateful. We'll be happy with that. So Randolph, if somebody, um, either an organisation or an individual, is interested in finding a bit more about what you do or possibly discussing a partnership or working together, how would they do that? Um, well, there's a number of ways, as you know, there's lots of mediums you can get in contact with people, but I will give you my mediums. Email address to get in contact is info at greenlightcfw.co.uk or lowercase or Twitter at greenlightcfw or my Facebook page. So those are the mediums you can get in contact with me if you would like to help out. Thanks very much, Rand. By the way, Rand, if I didn't ask you, I actually ask you, where did the name originate from? Well, my health and safety business is called Green Light. Um, gives you the go ahead. That's my strap line. Yeah, because of the green light. So I decided to a continuation of that, um, really. So Green Light gives you the actual sort of like skills and the knowledge to, you know, crack on ahead. Um, really. Mm, sounds good. Yeah, it's just linked. <laughs> Well, Randall, thanks for coming in. It's, it's been very interesting hearing about... Um, it, it's just interesting, really, because mm. food and cooking is kind of a basic thing. Yes, yeah. But when it's missing, it can make a major difference to someone's life. a massive life. difference, you know. So when what you do for certain parts of the community, giving that additional support, guidance and education, can actually make a big difference to them and also any 
children or whatever yeah. which are involved in, in their lives. So that's really good. Well, it leaves a legacy, um, to be honest with you. I don't just don't want people to go come to these workshops and it stops there. You know, you don't want about giving a man a fishing rod and, you know, um, he can fish for the rest of his life. That's what we're doing. We're giving people we're giving people the actual skills to go ahead and to use it for themselves and for their families and for their families to pass it on. So what I want to do is share the love. And that's what we're trying to do. We try to share the love. That sounds great. Thanks for coming in, Randolph. No problem. Thanks for having me. Okay, then. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed the interview with Randolph Augustine talking about his organisation Greenlight Community Foods Workshop. So that, as I said, that that interview was done some time ago and the organisation is still going um, and they still do workshops now. Now what I'm going to talk about now is the event we did last Saturday. So it was the first event of UK Unsigned in Bedford and it was, it was good. We had a few um, artists turn up and they did some singing we had a few people playing games we're planning one for easter we're planning another one so watch this space really but it was a really good day we really enjoyed it we were based at samson's academy and it was just loads of fun so i would definitely recommend um people finding out and just just follow the social media um and yeah, I'll find out more information about everything but if you want to follow the social media follow inspiring people that would be great Okay, that's the end of the show for today. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.